Hey, this is Will Myers from the Online Things and Internet Stuff podcast. Today we switch it up a little bit and we get interviewed by our special guest, Dr. Larry Little. Uh, we talk about three things we like about entrepreneurship, three things we don't like about entrepreneurship and our business, and a couple other fun tidbits in there. Hope you enjoy. So we have two special guests today. We have Dr. Larry Little and Lauren Little joining yes. Will and Ren. Oh, hello. It's yes, great to we be here today. Do. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Will. Hey, Lauren. <laughs> Hi, Ren. Well done. We are going to disclose a secret that has been a long time kept. Or we could Ooh. not. I don't. It's not a secret. It's a. It's a preference. I don't know. Are are the people? Are we ready to tell the people? No, I'm not. Are we able I to unmask you? <laughs> I think we should tell the people. Kind of unmask. I think the mask should come off. I think we should be clear. Take that the it people off. People who are listening to our podcast are mostly our family, and they all know that mm-hmm. my 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 given name is actually Lauren. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! So you've let it out. Do they? Do they know? Does everybody know? I mean, everybody. Bum, bum, bum. No telling where this is going. So, just to be crystal clear, not too long ago, my daughter decided that her love for me was waning. <laughs> she no longer loved her dad. So, she no. gave up my part of her name, which is the La for Let's just Larry. Talk about, like, ridiculous La. premise number one. Ridiculous premise number one <laughs> is that I was named after my father, whose name is Larry, mm. and my name is Lauren. And just mm-hmm. because the first two letters of both of our names are the same does no. not mean that I was named after look, you. No, you look it up. It, they both mean Laurel or no, yes, Lawrence, yes. which is not your name. Means Laurel. <laughs> it is my name. It, well, it's it my is name. Not your name. Your just name is Larry. Look, 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 look. Just because they didn't, my parents didn't give me the the whole, but Larry is short for Lawrence. But your name's not Lawrence. So today we have Larry Little, Lauren's dad, on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And we have Lauren and Will. Lauren and Will. And this is coming up because he refuses to call me Ren, which is what everyone else calls me. (laughs) (laughs) That is correct, because your name is Lauren. Uh Uh-uh, if you were honest, not... Who in your family calls you that other word? The bur- Ren. Ren. Well, my <laughs> husband. That evil word. Huh? My husband. I do. I, I call her Ren. That's actually true. Out of respect, and I, I get that. You have to. I All of that. my friends call me Ren now. My aunts that do business with me call me Ren because. They oh, have to. maybe Ren's just like your business. It's my business oh, persona. Your business persona. Your aunts call you that? Yeah. And your cousins call you that? Mm, I don't know mm, that any of my yeah. cousins have jumped on board. I don't, I don't know. So, the big deal is, Lauren has two, two personalities. One is Wren, which is a bird of some type. Spelled differently. Oh. And the other is Lauren. Wren. Yeah, she dropped the W. She dropped the W in Wren because of Will. So, I'm, I'm sort of on your side, Larry. I'm pretty upset about it. Oh. Okay. That's why it's just R-E-N. We need to start this podcast. Or we gotta, <laughs> we've got to... <laughs> So today, we're doing a podcast takeover, and we're going to turn the tables. Larry is someone that we really wanted to have on the podcast, and it turns out there's just too many things to talk to him about, um, because he is a subject matter expert in leadership, and he owns 
and runs and manages and started a very successful leadership development firm that works with leaders all over the world, helping them to um, invest in their relationships and become better at what they do, um, personally and professionally. And he's built quite a career and a legacy around that. Um, and there's a lot that we could talk about. Yeah. Larry, within he's that. But best-selling author. Mm-hmm, best-selling. And so we thought it'd be great to invite him on our podcast and just have him interview us. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> all of yes. those credentials. There is nothing more important than that. So today we're going to talk about you guys, right? Because, hey, uh, that's what's important. It's your podcast. There we go. I mean, that's right. Right? Yeah. So, so instead of learning how to be great leaders, nah. we're giving the no. people. It's overdone. It's overdone. Yeah. yeah. You know. It's overcooked. <laughs> it's overcooked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to talk about you guys. So let's let's start with the beginning. When you met, mm. well, just for clarity purposes, mm. what was her name? <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> I met Lauren yes. in 2013 <laughs> in our MBA program. That's awesome. So, so Lauren meets Will. Will meets Lauren. And you're in the NBA program at Auburn University. University. Mm-hmm. Down Eagle. in Auburn, War mm-hmm. Eagle. So, so what happened after that? How, how did you? Let's talk about seriously. How, did did you guys like you were friends, and did you talk about? Hey, wouldn't it be cool to have a business together? Or was it just? How, how did that come about? Like, was yeah. it a dream or not? Oh, it was. It was not a dream. We had we did multiple MBA projects together. Uh, also with our friend Mark and Tori and Tori. Yeah. We did a lot of programs with them. Um, and we eventually just said, we like doing this stuff. I think small business is sort of the way to go. And actually both of us took sort of sideways, uh, internships. We had to take an internship, do an internship in the middle of our MBA program. And most people went to, you know, Deloitte, KPMG, one of these big law firms. And most people got paid. That's very true. That's very true. Ren and I, Ren went to Scotland and worked for a nonprofit. No, a nonprofit. Um, they were a, oh, what do you call it? One of those like for good businesses, a business that does things that's good for the world. That sounds like a nonprofit. It wasn't. Yeah. A nonprofit. <laughs> it wasn't an NGO, but it was a, uh, a, um, a social business. Social, yeah. Oh, there we go. And I went to Fiji and worked for worked at a little small business, uh, oh. s- sustainable farm down there. Uh, so that was your internship, and, yeah. Okay. And it was, you know, I think both of ours were the opposite of paid. We paid money to go do them, but for me at least, I just got bit with the bug of like doing small business and starting your own thing and being your own boss and making decisions and I loved it. Do you think that that I don't want to use this overused word but mm. I will. Um millennials professionals your age. Do do you uh, th- please don't refer to me in that no, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. What do you mean by those people? Yeah, those people. <laughs> um is there a trend that you see in your peer group and your in your peers that they want to be entrepreneurs. In other words, is are entrepreneurs growing? Is that a thing or not? What do you think? Can I have the mic? We're sharing a mic. We are sharing a mic. It's cute. Um, well, Larry, to answer your question, <laughs> yeah, I think that's a huge trend that we're seeing, and that's sort of honestly, kind of the heart and soul of our podcast, um, and and what we feel like we're trying to share with the world is the fact that. At, at at this point in history, more than any other time, 
in all of, you know, the time that's ever been, it's more possible for someone to go out and start their own business and do their own thing. Mm. Um, and whether that, you know, some pe- for some people it is a business, like they start their own actual business and that's their livelihood. For some people, it's just something they're really passionate about that they want to pursue or a movement or a, you know, side project, whatever it is. But because of the internet, because of technology, I think that we have more resources than we've ever had before um, to do our own thing and to not have to take the more traditional or, you know, stereotypical route of getting a job and working for someone else. Um, So, yes, I think it's a huge trend. I think it's only going to become more and more common for people to not work for someone else, but Mm. to work for themselves either full-time or part-time. And I think it's going to really change the way that we do business and the way that people live, and I think it'll be really interesting. Okay, so for for those out there who who you're trying to reach, your, your target group, Top three negative things about doing what you've done. You you started this cool business with a cool name. You know, we, maybe we should back up and say, so you mm. guys started this business. You found a really cool name called Otis Online Things, the Internet Stuff, right? Yep. Um, which is awesome. Um, so so before you you tell me the the things that are that they're hard about or negative, which one of you? Um, wanted to do this the most you know are you both the same in risk are you both mm. are you both risk takers or how did you how did you take the plunge to say it's, it's got to get out of my brain and, and into execution how'd you do that that's, that's such question. an because, because i wanted it. to do it the most but i don't know i'm not a huge risk taker when it comes to things like that like not having a salary mm. not knowing okay. where my money's going to be coming from that was a tough step for me and that's where rin i think has a much higher tolerance for those types of risk. And I'll let you talk about your risk tolerance. I don't want to tell yeah, you what I it is. I have a pretty high risk tolerance. Um, I mean, the way you phrase it, like which one of us wanted it the most, I think Will probably wanted it the most, but I just wasn't going to get a job. So there wasn't really like another. <laughs> but you did get a job. You, this I, is a huge job, right? Yeah, um, I wasn't going to get a job working for someone else because I think we've mentioned on the podcast before, I have real issues with authority that preclude me from traditional employment situations. But anyway, um, I mean, I could have gotten a job. Mm. I'm, I'm exaggerating. But yeah, no, I have a pretty high risk tolerance. And I honestly, I think I realized that um, right out of grad school, when we did both work um, for, for a few, for, you know, you, <laughs> we actually both worked for you for a little oh. while. So it wasn't, we didn't yep. go straight from grad school to um, doing our own thing, but Pretty, we did it quickly enough that I wasn't used to a big salary and I wasn't used to the nice apartment and the fancy dinner. You know, I, we did it at a point where when I was like, let's start a business, to me it didn't even seem like that big a risk because we didn't have that much to lose at the, that point. Um, and I think there's a lot of pros and cons about, you know, when you start your business. To me, I think it was easiest for me to start it the way we did because I didn't have to really get used to not having a paycheck because it wasn't like we had been, you know, I, I don't know. It, it's not like we were just like flush with cash oh, and, and then all of a sudden we weren't. Right. Also, we didn't have these huge expenses. We didn't have a mortgage to pay for. We, we didn't, didn't have, have kids. kids to support. We I'm, actually didn't have significant relationships. No. Um, when we did this either. When we decided to. When we decided yeah. to actually start the business. Right. Yeah. You did You did have um, a pup. Right? I had a dog. Yeah. Had a, that's true. Still got him. It's yeah. an expense. Actually, that's a significant right. expense. Yes. So, so you started it. You jumped in. Top three most difficult things you faced while you're doing that, you think? Oh, good question. 
I know in terms of just like us on a lot of accounts, we actually did really well sort of making decisions and moving forward with our business. Um, because we had worked together for so long before we, there was no like learning curve there. We knew each other. We could have those hard conversations. Nothing was really left unsaid. Um, but I think finances was like discussions around finances was definitely something that we needed to get some alignment on. Mm. We were definitely misaligned on that going into it. Um, so So, that was definitely, well, that's statistically, that is like right at the top, mm-hmm. the most difficult thing to overcome, obviously. When, yeah. When, how do you get capital on it? How do you manage that? How do you generate enough revenue to get yep. momentum and all that? So finances, okay. What else? Um, I think one, one of the hardest things for me was and continues to be, and I don't know, I mean, this, yeah, I guess this is probably more true for people who start their own business, but Will and I have very different working styles. Like really? we work yes. very differently. And when you're a small business owner, especially, I mean, it's just the two of us doing everything. So first of all, there's the element that no one tells you what to do. Like you're both trying to figure out mm-hmm. what I'm supposed to be doing with my time. Am I supposed to be, you know, and you're doing everything too. Um, but the other thing is we just work very differently. Like Will can sit at his computer and grind on it for like 24 hours at a time and not take a break and just go. And I'm just not like that. I, I need long breaks. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I do a lot of cre- the more creative and strategic work and it comes in spurts for me. I can't just like, I also can't do it on command. I can't sit down and like come up with a brilliant, you know, strategy for a small business to do digital marketing. Like I, I have to like get myself to a place where I can do that and I have to work on it. And then when I get tired, I'm done. Like I can't, there's no use in me continuing to push because I just get frustrated and do bad work that has to be redone. So it took us a yeah. long time, I think, to realize that like the way you're working is okay for you. I think we're still working on that. It's, yeah. You know, I would feel guilty because he would be working late at night and I, I just couldn't, but it was like, I mean, but it it's interesting. Like I be, you know, it's interesting. Cause you need, you need both. I mean, you that's need right. the person that's like, and typically, this is a big struggle of a small business owner because if if it's just one, they have to be both. Right, um, but you need right. the person that can do the work and drill on it and get it done. But also, if that person isn't taking a step back and thinking about where they're going, they're just going to get burnt out and hate it. And then, likewise, if you just have the person that's taking a step back and thinking about things, they might have great ideas of where to put the company, but it's never going to move anywhere. So, so you have um, leveraged each other's strengths, maybe. To, to, yes. to be what you need to be, right? Yeah, we've been trying to, mm. but I do think that was and was and continues to be one of the bigger challenges of us having started our business is just since there is no one to say, you need to be working from nine to five, it's up to us to decide when we should be working. And what I, like, you know, what I decide for me might be different than what Will decides for him. And, and you have to be okay with letting the other person do that. Right. So, so you guys, you, you, have this this business and an issue comes up and you both um, um, disagree. Each of you disagree. Yes. How do you how do you resolve it? Well, do, who wins? Yeah, uh, typically it's the man of the household. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that eye roll. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> we usually talk about it. We have a and discussion. Then usually, I'm right. Honestly, I mean, most of the <laughs> most time, of the time you're right. As it turns out, yeah, we'll get used right. to that. That's my true. Man. Yeah. I know. Happy wife, happy life. So it's been, yeah, it's been good. And, you know, 
smart business partner, good business, I think is how I think that's the other allegory there. (laughs) Yes. So, so what, so, so you're, you talk it out. I mean, what, what, how do you resolve it then? Ooh, I don't know. Like, what's a good example of one? I don't know. Do we ever disagree? Have we ever disagreed about anything ever? Yes, quite a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Quite Um, often. When we disagree, I do think we've sort of gotten to a point where this was different in the beginning. I think now we've gotten to a point where we kind of know, I know, okay, this topic is really more in your wheelhouse, so I'm going to kind of defer to you on this decision. And I know that I really have a better handle on this area of our business, so he will defer to me. I like decision. that. Um, yeah. But I think, you know, when we occasionally do get to those points where we're both equally convinced that we're right and, you know, it's our decision to make, I don't know. What do we do? I mean, I think we just talk it. We just. Yeah. We usually just continue yeah. to have the conversation until it's not it's always resolved. healthy because we are married as well. So you can't like go home from work for the day and think about it and cool down or whatever. Right. Um, I, I'll tell you guys, I, and I, you know, as we were talking, I'm remembering and, I was watching you work one time, and I think we're like at the beach or somewhere. You guys were working, but you had disagreement, and you and you and I saw you have this really open, honest, hard conversation, and then you had to separate, and then you had to yeah. come back and talk about it again, and you resolved it. But I was so impressed with the way you had a business conversation where you disagreed with each other, gave each other space, um, and then okay, that's pretty cool. When yeah, you came, came actually. Back you're right, and the the times that we don't give each other space are the times when it usually becomes like a much bigger deal than it ever really is. Um, and like like the other day we had we were having a disagreement, and it was you know we had been drilling for four or five hours on right. work, and then eventually what I did I was thinking I'm just like processing, so I just got up and left because that's what I need to do. I need to process, but I didn't communicate that with her what i was doing so it seemed like i was just walking away in the middle of a disagreement um so uh, yeah we needed space we need space to be able to solve those things but you have to be able to communicate that you need space too yeah otherwise it it, it really frustrates somebody that isn't wanting and needing yeah verbal conversation i mean i do think that if you are going to start a if you are going to start a business with the person that you're married to or run a business with the person that you're married to, you do have to be able to compartmentalize a lot of that to a degree that I think I would imagine most couples don't need to deal with on a day-to-day basis. I mean, you do have to be able to put this in the like, we're having a discussion about work and we're going to talk about, you know, we're going to talk about it and we're going to be open and honest and we're not going to get our feelings involved and this doesn't reflect on you know, how he sees me as a woman or a wife or a right. <laughs> partner. And yeah. it's about this right. business decision or this per- this particular client or project or whatever it is. Um, and, you know, you do have to be able to compartmentalize some of that so that you can have open, honest communication because or else it will eventually hurt your business. It will. And if you can learn yeah. that, that lesson for anybody, not to personalize a business decision, you know, or not to personalize a, a disagreement and, boy, you're, you're way ahead of the game. But... I want to be um, an entrepreneur. I want to be Lauren and Will. What do mm. I need to know? What, what do I need to know to? But now let's take out competency. Let's say I'm, yeah. I'm whatever my my issue, whatever I'm doing. I'm competent already. I got that down, right? Yeah. You guys are very competent. In what you do, you do great work. You still do work for me, and you do tremendous a tremendous job. You're very gifted. Um, 
with online things and internet stuff. Here we go. But what do I, I'm starting a business. I'm out. I'm, you know, I'm out of school, and uh, I'm I want to start this this entrepreneur. Tell me what it is. I what I need to know. Mm, you will ne- It will never be comfortable. You will never. F- That's you good. you will get less uncomfortable mm. as time goes on. I think. Mm. But I don't know that when you're until you reach the point where you're truly like no longer. And I mean, honestly, this would be a good question for you. You're still a like small to medium sized business owner. Mm. Um, and I would imagine there's still times where it's uncomfortable to be the one who's still, you're, you know, you're responsible for the business. You're responsible for making sure that your clients get taken care of, for making sure you're strategically going in the right direction to making sure you have enough leads to making sure your cash flow is working for you. You're responsible for paying for a lot of employees and making sure they get a paycheck, which is a whole no- another level, but it's not, you can never really totally relax into it. Um, I, I would imagine that at some point we haven't really hit them yet. There are seasons where you're like, okay, I feel really good that for the next X amount of time we can just like coast for a little while. Well, I'll tell you, so I've been doing this for about 20 years, this, this business, um, and, uh, about, I don't know what, 60 employees now. Um, I, I haven't found the time when I felt like, okay, it's all good and we can, I don't, I don't haven't, I'm not, it, it's been uncomfortable. It, it's always uncomfortable. I think you have to, to, that's a, you know, really insightful, um, comment. Uh, an entrepreneur has to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. I think, I mean, yeah. You know, yeah, and Ren's right. You just you never get used it. to it. You yeah. just no nah. matter what your personality is, no matter I mean Or your yeah. Yeah. Like I am the more like you said, risk tolerant of us. But it's a different kind of discomfort for me. For right. me it's the discomfort of like, you know, are we chasing are we fulfilling our purpose and are we really living up to our potential and will we ever have friends because we never see anyone except for ourselves and we don't have coworkers, you know. It's just different. I mean, I think we Yeah. But but it it's always uncomfortable. I mean, it's been not, yeah. I mean, you have to embrace that. Like, you can't let it be. A, I don't mean it in like a. It's always going to be a terrible way, but. So you gotta, you gotta know that I have to know. I need to be uncomfortable. What else do I need to know? Um, I would say you have to really love what you do, and to be able to love what you do, you have to be able to know your. And this is gonna sound super fluffy. I'll try and define it a little bit more, but like, know your feelings. You have to be in tune with yourself and how you're feeling. And that was a huge struggle point for me. Who's more of like analytical engineer type person like feelings were not unimportant but you don't make decisions off feelings because they're fleeting they're they're up and down that they can be emotional um so i always sort of turned them off i didn't really think about them um but unless you really start to like understand your body and yourself you will work yourself too hard and Mm. then burn out and do something bad or you'll build a business you hate and then hate the responsibility and you'll you'll get yourself into some really big holes if you're not listening to what your body's saying and then sort of course correcting a little bit so oh go ahead long oh, i was gonna i have one more that's like more tangible yeah go um productize your services mm. if you're a service-based business which we were when we first started yeah we probably would have saved ourselves and this is more of a tangible tip for someone who's like yeah yeah be uncomfortable whatever get in touch with my feelings um spend some time <laughs> <laughs> spend some time really especially again if you're a service-based business like we were we were offering i mean we we still offer yeah all kinds of services but it's pretty loose when we first started and i think it would have been a lot easier for us if we had spent some time really 
packaging what we offered into you know we we don't do social media we do a social media package it costs this much money you get this many posts it goes on for the you know had more structure around it because we spent so much time trying to figure out okay what do we sell this person what do we sell and you have to do that to some extent in the beginning but I think it would have been helpful for us to have at least started off with instead of just like going at it with anything's a possibility going at it with like well let's try out these couple things and tweak them as we test yeah. them out. Um, and we did a whole podcast on like product packaging, I think. Yeah. Didn't we? Did we do that one? Or did we talk uh, about doing it? I, I think know. we may have talked about doing it. We'll do one. It's, we will. Sure. But, but yeah, no, that's, that's a really good point. I think that's something. It's also tough because when you start, you make that decision. It is like a leap. I mean, the, the best time to start a business is like yesterday or today. I mean, there's no, there's nothing you need to do before starting a business. You just need to start a business like that's the people who start businesses just start them so it's hard I, I don't want to put too many limits on like what you need to do here you need to check mark these things before you start a business but it's something you got to do really fast and if you can have it going in you're going to be all the better for it if you can have your products sort of defined yeah it makes a lot of sense i, I think we default to the services because um well, I mean, it, it's it's easier. I mean, yeah. we, it's something we know, but but packaging for our service-driven organization is a challenge. I think I think that's a brilliant brilliant thought. But how do you guys just just from a personal standpoint, how, how do you how do you find balance as entrepreneur? Two entrepreneurs married to each other. Um, how do you find balance? I don't think we have yet. Nope. Yeah, I would say we're still pretty unbalanced. Um, we're slowly getting there. Like mm. we're trying to get. Mm more healthy we've been, talked about that a couple times um yeah, trying to work out more something that health yeah, yeah. i'm supporting you will today thank you i appreciate that i yeah, see that that's for you instead of a glass of wine glass no, of water glass there of we water. go that's yeah. good um yeah and and you know to some extent i wonder if balance is real like i wonder if i would ever wake up one day and be like wow today i'm totally balanced i mean I think you're always going to have to be prioritizing something in your life at any given moment. And the nature of a priority is that it's the first thing. Right. Um, right. So I think for us, uh, you know, the, I, I think what we have done and been intentional about is making sure we're prioritizing the right things. I think, I mean, like when we started dating, we knew, um, and we started our business at the same time we knew we were going to have to figure out what's more important, the relationship or the business. And we had to be really intentional about prioritizing our relationship at the same time. You know, we had to make money because it was literally our livelihood. We didn't have a backup income. Um, so, you know, that was a struggle, but I think, you know, we, we've always been, we've always tried to be really intentional about prioritizing our relationship over anything else. And I, I think we always will do that. So I'm not saying like one day we'll prioritize our business over our relationship, but I think, you know, there that so far what we've seen more is like we go through seasons and even yeah. in shorter time spans, like, you know, one week we might not have as much um, client work on top of us so we can, you know, go to the gym more or mm-hmm. do more meal prep that, that week and eat healthier or hang out with friends and reconnect with social, you know, social circles. Go to Europe. Work-life flexibility. There it is. There it is. Work-life flexibility. I love that. Now, so most people probably aren't going to be married and, as entrepreneurs. I mean, True. they're probably not going to be, you know, married the, to their, to their best business. Yeah, to yes. their business partner. Probably not, right? So if, if I start a business and I'm excited about it and I'm driven and I want this and I'm competent, 
uh, how do I how do I keep myself from burning out? I mean, how do I how do I keep myself from thinking about this twenty four seven? Because I know I got to make this go. I, this is my passion, and but I got to have mm-hmm. revenue, and I, I lay awake at night and I'm thinking about the bills I need to pay, and and and, and or I think about where I want to take Ooh. the company. How how do you deal with that? It's a good question because that's poor, more probably on me than it is Ren. I think Ren's easier able to detach from the business more and my mind is like almost constantly spinning on it. Um, You have to have a certain level of obsession when you're starting. I mean, you do, but how do you, but if you stay there, you'll burn out or you'll just become like a terrible human that no one wants to hang out with. Again, it comes back to being like aware of yourself and just noticing like the parts of yourself that is, that that's, becoming deteriorated that are deteriorating because of your obsession Mm. like i don't think if you truly do value your business over relationships or other part of parts of your life then i'm not saying this is the right thing to do but do it i mean you're you don't fight like your biology but also like try and figure out what it is that's important about these other things in your life i mean i think you really need to be clear about why it is you need to spend time with your wife, why it is you need to go work out, why it is you need to eat healthy. And coincidentally, doing those things, like having that balance, will almost always make your business better. But unless you come to that realization on your own, unless you see why, I don't know if you're going to be able to do that. Gotcha. So let me me turn the corner for a minute with you guys. Um, I was talking to an executive today about technology and the future. Um, how important future. is the future. The future. how important is 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 technology going to be um, five ten years from now? And and we had such an interesting conversation about this on our road trip. Remember? Yes, <laughs> you don't remember. <laughs> 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 That's a good question. My, that was the in question hour I number 49. Will, yeah, right. I feel like right now the assumption we're all operating under is technology is going to drive the future. And, and, oh, yeah. And yeah. to a, a large extent, I mean, we're sort of all planning for that and gearing up for that. And we're like, wow, what's the future going to be like? I don't know. It depends on technological innovations and how they evolve and how they progress and where they, where they bring us as a, as a society, as a people group. Um, and I think at some point, like that pendulum, it swings, you know, and it at does. some point we're going to continue to evolve. Technology is going to continue to be really important. But I think at some point, I feel like right now what's happening is technology is the driver and us as a Relationships society, are second. Yeah. Well, just like our human nature. I don't know even what I'm like. Our culture and our society is sort of um, like forming in accordance to what technology i'm just not making it yeah no I, I think i know what you're trying to say like people are building things and using technology because it's cool and they can and not really looking at like what are these needs people what are the needs that people have what are the re- needs that like uh relationships need? like people are putting technology above some more fundamental things uh that are important to the world yeah and your business is is technology that's what you guys do i mean uh-huh. and we're all sitting here with um iphones in front of us right now yep. right? i mean we we can't be parted from from our iphone so do you leverage the technology to reach the people or do you try to go against that because you know quite frankly 
Um, I think there's going to come a saturation point where people will get really angry at social media. I mean, I th- I'm hearing yeah. it more and more. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we have to separate social media from technology because it's it's two different arguments, I think. But our our philosophy, and we've this is like a core part of how we built our business, is that technology should always be used as a tool to accomplish your goals as a business owner, as a human Technology is a tool. We never want to recommend to a business owner, you should do the latest, greatest, most flashy thing so that you can have the latest, greatest, most flashy thing. You should only do that if it's going to further your business yeah. goals. Yeah, y'all told me you. that on more than one occasion. Yeah. Every time I want an app, you he say, no, 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 we're not doing There's no, no reason need for, for you to have an app. I want an app. I still want an app. <laughs> you can, we'll talk about it. But, but that's a good example, actually. I mean, I think a lot of people, and that's what I mean, a lot of times people want to use technology or have technology or to develop technology just for the sake of developing technology and don't think about, well, how does this further, you know, my business, my personal life, us as a, as a human species? Like, and I think our approach has always been, well, let's look at, like, what outcomes do you want and then how do we use technology to get you those outcomes right. and how do we use it efficiently? I think, you know, you yeah. can overuse technology, especially for small business owners. I think there's this idea that you have to have, like, all the latest and greatest tech and all the plugins and all the – you have to be on all, using all the software and make sure it's all integrated. And, and that's not necessarily true. No. Um, you should prioritize and spend your money where you're going to get – your money, your time, your effort, uh, where you're going to get the most return for what you want to accomplish. So, so keep thinking along those lines with you for a minute and think about your clients – and what what can you think about help us to know where you can see that what you've just articulated there what you've just said how have you helped a client use technology to really improve their uh, their business and their life in in a rational balanced way mm. i mean some of the you know some of it's funny some of the things that people get most excited about aren't necessarily like building an online course is really cool um and it's a great like new product and new revenue stream and new things they can do. I think some of the things that some of our clients have been most excited about is when we help them figure out like, you know, how to turn their away message on their email. (laughs) Yeah. Just some of those more basic things. Yeah. Yeah. Like schedule, you know, uh, set up a Calendly so that people can book appointments with them without having to go through the back and forth or there's a lot of simple tools that are available out there that can make just some of the tedious day-to-day operations less tedious and yeah. less time consuming for a small business owner who has a million things going on. So I think, you know, some of the, the things that people get most excited about are when we're like, and what sometimes that's not necessarily even what they hired us to do. We're just like, Oh, by the way, have you heard of this? You should be using this tool to make your job in life easier. And they're like, Oh, that's amazing. Um, you know, I'm going to be gone next week and um, I have no idea how to turn on my automatic email thing. We can help you with that. Yeah. Yeah. We don't. Your team for online things and internet stuff. We won't charge a lot either. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure you won't. Thank you (laughs) so much. Well, and I think, I think, you know, I I think it's important that you guys have that mindset that you, you help people understand how to use technology in a uh, a relevant and practical way instead of a flashy, Yeah. you know, we, we got this, you know, we, we want to be more than we really can be or really should be with, with technology. But uh, what's your, where are you going? What, where do you see Otis headed? What's up with that? Are you, are you pleased with where you are? Are you pleased with, you know, with the progress you've made and are not? And where are you going? Definitely pleased with the progress we've made. Um, you know, it's, we've just continued to grow on a steady little clip since we started. 
Um, and it's really interesting going back to technology. I mean, everyone thinks, oh, you need to invest in like Facebook ads and Instagram, social media marketing. All of our growth has come from word of mouth referrals. So right. you just do a good job, cultivate a good relationship, and that's 90% of your growth right there. Yeah, just, it, it really is. People don't yeah. get that. Um, what's your differentiating factor, though? What makes you different from other relationships? Um, we we like to sit down with the client and hear what it is their goals are and try and help them achieve those goals, not necessarily just sell something to them or get them on the latest, greatest thing. Even if that means like not working with us or, you know, our contract smaller, um, we're fine doing that. Cause usually like from a business perspective, what that usually means is they like the experience and will refer us. And so our business will grow from that. And also just personally, it's more satisfying to us. So you know, while I understand relationships are important to you and that's your differentiating factor, um, you have been on this this solid clip of growth. But talk about when you first got started. Did you give anything away? Did you do anything for free? Did you work in the community? Did you do anything like that or no? We did. We did some stuff for free or heavily, heavily discounted. discounted yeah. Um, but you got to when you start. Yeah. Well, and part of it's you just have to build up a portfolio because as soon as you yeah. tell someone, hey, yeah. I can – you know, build you a website. They want to say, they say, well, show me one that you've built before so I can right. see if I think your work's any good. Right. So you, you kind of have to do some either for free or for cheap. Um, most of the cheap ones we did, which weren't totally free, but like we did them very affordably, were for family members. We did a lot yeah. for family members. Thank goodness we have a very like industrious, entrepreneurial, extended yeah. family. Um, but yeah, we did. We didn't, we, again, we the way we jumped in is we jumped in right we didn't have um another job we didn't have a, a savings account that we yeah. had you know been working on filling up for the last year uh so there was a limit there was definitely a limit to how much we could do for free um mm. so and it's it's a balance also yeah you need to do things for cheap or discounted getting started but if you don't put a price, I think this is a big mistake a lot of entrepreneurs do. If you don't put a price on it, then it's not valued. And then very true, you end up delivering a worse, or they get a worse product, not because what you've given them is any different, but because they've placed no value on it. So they don't put heart into it. They don't care to share it with other people. It's just any other free thing they've gotten. So a tactical question about that, because I think it's the most difficult thing a small business really is is faced with, and that is costing. Mm. How, how do you find that price point that 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 works for you, and you don't price yourself out of the market, but you don't price yourself too much, you know, yeah, under the low. market? How did you how did you find out pricing that worked for you? Ooh, that's another really good question. And someone, you know, again, we're still trying to figure that one out like the costing of things um you know we've been doing this for over a year and a half now so we've gotten a pretty good idea of what our competitors are charging um and so that sort of gives us a little bit of a baseline there are a couple things that go into figuring out our costing one looking at our competitors um the other is just the time we're spending like how much do we want to be making yeah um and i always think this is sort of a ridiculous thing to say, uh, but how much do we want to be making and then sort of back into how much this thing, how long it takes to build and then mm-hmm. charge that. Um, the caveat there is you have to be good enough to do it. I mean, you have to build up the skills to be able to get there. Um, but that is, that's, 
definitely a good way to do it too. I mean, and you got to balance the two. Like what are people willing to pay and how long does it take you to make it? Yeah. But the other thing that you have to consider with costing, especially if you're in, so uh, what you do is actually a good example Um, with websites and with coaching. There is a huge disparity of prices out there. I mean, like we have, we've heard of like we have competitors who will charge $200 for a website and we have competitors who will charge fifty thousand dollars for a website yeah. and these probably aren't direct competitors because you also have to consider who do you want your clientele to be when you start costing if you want to work with you know what we found is we don't really want to work with startups because yeah. they don't have any money so they're looking for a website usually for like a couple hundred dollars um and there are people out there who will build websites for a couple hundred dollars we're not really those people um we build better websites than that like the websites we take we build are probably for people who have a little bit more of a budget and can yeah. afford a little bit more, but we're also not building hundred thousand dollar websites for, yeah. you know, Coke, and you, so. you also got to think about it like an entrepreneur, like how much are you charging? And then think about the person that's buying it. What's the comparative cost to anything else in their business? So for us, like if we say we're going to charge $20,000 for a website, I'm thinking, okay, that's like a minute. They can either hire us or they could hire you know, an intern and build the website. Can we do a bet for a year? Like, is that a better deal for them to hire an intern for a year or to try and figure out how to build a website or for us? And then that sort of gives you an idea. Okay. The benefit we would give is we could do it faster and we have right. the expertise. And like, then you start to figure out what are these other things that the entrepreneur that's purchasing from you actually wants to see. And so it helps you price your pro or it helps you uh market your product because you know mm-hmm. what to tell you know what to tell the customer all right so we kind of get off on the tactical side i'm going mm-hmm. to ask another kind of a personal question because I, I think it's a struggle for for entrepreneurs who are just getting started um how do you how do you guys develop the discipline to to stay focused and to do what you need to do um this you know the self-discipline to get up every morning and not just stay in bed or, or to to make sure that you're hitting your target you know that uh, your goals that you have um how, how do you how do you find a discipline to look at reality and know what you need to accomplish in that day to be successful hmm. i don't think i have very much of that <laughs> i'm not very disciplined <laughs> i did get to a point where i've realized that like staying in bed all day is actually kind of boring and you get it, you get over it real quick um <laughs> that's it's true. Good. Yeah. Glad, so, glad you've gotten there. Um, but yeah, that I mean, I'm not a very disciplined mm. person. I'm a very like, how am I feeling today? And like, where are the winds blowing? And are you a creative soul? Um, yeah, I think so. I think I am a creative soul. That I don't know that creative people don't have discipline, like stereotypically speaking, but maybe they don't. I don't know. Um, I think though, it is really important to. Like I go back, Will said earlier, you have to love what you do if you're going to be an entrepreneur because no one is going to stand over you and say, you know, do this, do this, do this. So you have to love what you do. Um, And the other thing, I think it's a a two-sided coin. You have to love what you do and you have to be willing to like make some routines for yourself and stick to them. Mm. It's hard. Routines are, they're hard for us. We travel a lot and they're, it's hard for us. What about rituals? How are rituals? They're also hard for me right now because oh, of yeah. just the life we're living. Like we have a lot of instability in our life, but um, I think found it's that Ren likes the word ritual better, better than routine. routine. Yes. Uh, ritual. And so if I say, "Let's make a morning ritual, ritual of waking up at six and going to work out," 
She's like, oh. It's not true. I still don't want to do it. <laughs> it sounds better. It does sound better, but I still don't yeah. want to do it. Um, but yeah, I think you have to have a little bit of both. You have to either love what you do, or for me, what I have found is because I don't love a lot of what we do sometimes, um, the tactical side of it. I love our clients. I love interacting with people. I love um, the people side of it. But when I have to actually sit down and like sit at my computer for eight hours a day, I don't always yeah. love that. But I do love the fact that we're going to Spain for a month and yeah. we can do that with our business. We're working there, but like, that's amazing to me. Well, so, that yeah. leads me right into what I was going to ask you. So, so if you have the stuff disciplinary struggle with it, but obviously you have to be disciplined because you, you guys put out a great product. I mean, you, you yeah. do great services, you follow through, you hit deadlines. That's why you're growing. I mean, yeah. that's why you're, you she's, continue to get She's clients. more disciplined than she comes across on the podcast. Uh, okay. She's got some discipline. Yeah, well, ha- has to, she has to have she has to, yeah. in order to accomplish the things that, well, that you guys are yeah. accomplishing. Or you don't eat. I mean, right. I'm a big yeah. fan of eating. Right. So. That's true. And and so the uh, the top three or four benefits of, of doing this entrepreneurial um, thing and this journey together? Mm. Of doing it together? Uh, we get plenty of time, plenty of face time with your spouse. Yep. We, I never have to wonder where's Will. Or yeah, what, I wonder what he's doing. Well, we just haven't had qua- quantity time together. We've had some good quality time, but I just don't spend enough time with Ren. Never think that. Uh-uh. Never think right. that. Right, right. So you don't really have to worry about that. Uh, traveling is yeah. a pretty cool. That's pretty benefit cool. Benefit of it, mm-hmm. and that's you know that's not for like a couple entrepreneurs. I mean, it, it has to be. You have to build your business in a way that can sustain traveling like that um back to but, technology you know, right? like you i mean you you do a lot of stuff in person you have to travel but still you're the owner of your business so you can take this time off when you feel that you need it or need to support it right it, thanks to yeah. technology thanks right. to technology right exactly good so what about um flexibility in terms of of uh, work hours and those kind of things good or yeah. a struggle uh, i don't know I yeah. Sometimes I wish we had an office like outside of our home to go to. We well, do. We have co-working spaces. Yeah, but we, but the, we use and pay. You know. Um, it's just not but yeah, it's uh, it's it's a it's a double-edged sword mm. full of double-sided coins and double-edged swords. This, <laughs> yes. this episode, because um, it is nice. It is really nice when something happens and you you know, want to go take a long weekend or you just like need to take a Tuesday off or you need to like, whatever it is, it's great to have that flexibility. Um, the flip side of that is the lack of structure can be exhausting because you have to constantly make the decision. There's always a decision like, am I going to work today or am I not? Like, right. am I going to work on this or am I going to work on that? And decision fatigue is a real thing. Um, your yeah. brain just gets exhausted with all the tiny little decisions it has to make every day that we have to make literally every day because no one tells us yeah. what to do. So that's where those routines and rituals can become really useful as it can save you a lot of decision fatigue. If you just know like, this is just what I do. I just do this. And if something comes up and you need to, you know, go visit a friend in the hospital or take a vacation or go get a mani-pedi, whatever. Do I mean, go do yeah. it. But having those rituals and routines that you default to, I think is helpful. Um, I had a good one about a benefit of working together, but then I forgot it. I'll think of it. Hmm. Was it like an actual good one or like a clever one? No, it was, it was a really, I think it was, hmm. oh, oh, here is what it was. It's coming back to me. Um, I think one really huge benefit for us that we forget about is starting a business is really, really hard and it can be really hard on your spouse or partner. 
um, when you're getting started. Yeah. Especially, I mean, probably forever, but I think especially when you're getting started, because you do have to make a lot of sacrifices and prioritize and spend a lot of time and energy and effort. And, you know, hopefully your partner supports you, but just because they support you doesn't mean they'll always understand like why you're having to work this many hours or why you can't spend as much money as you want to be able to spend or why you can't take this vacation. That's, you know, why can't you take a vacation? You work for yourself now. Right. uh, Right. Yeah. so I think the fact that we did it together, we didn't, I never had to deal with explaining to my partner, you know, yeah, why this is the way it is or asking them to, you know, be patient while I get this business up and running. Cause we were doing it together. You, you know, you just, you, you said something that's really important, I think, cause probably most entrepreneurs, you know, their partner is not in the business with them. So that goes back to what Will said, communicate, 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 you know, oh, he, yeah. he, here's what I'm facing at the office or here's what here's what's going on just to bring them into yeah. the, to the struggle that, that you're facing. Right. And yeah. I think that's yeah. super important. Yeah. If you're doing it by yourself and you have a partner, yeah, you got to be able to communicate with them. They have to be in the loop um, to some degree as to what you're doing because you can't, and you got to do that proactively because if things, if uh, I guess we're not cursing on here. So if poo poo hits the wall, hits the fan. Thank, thank you. Um, Thanks for that. You're, yeah. you're welcome. Dad appreciates it. Thank like you. you won't have time as an entrepreneur. You need your spouse to be able to understand that and to be there with you. And the only way for them to be there with you, you had to have been communicating with them before right. to sort of understand the sequence of events. So yeah, that communication is really, really important. Okay. If you had it to do over again, go. would you do it? Oh. Yes. Final answer. <laughs> um, the business or the marriage or what are we? What are we <laughs> oh, hey! Oh, wow. Maybe I should say all of the above. <laughs> I don't know. The, no. Like what are those? Uh, you could answer. Entre- we're, we're talking entrepreneur right now. Um, I don't know. That's a hard question for me. Uh, probably. I, there's nothing that I regret about like why I made the decision to do it or anything that happened because I made the decision to do it. So probably yes. Also there's part of me that's like, Hmm, but it'd be fun to do something different. You know, I'm always up for change in the next, next doing the next thing. So there's part of me that's like, huh, I wonder what life would be like if, um, but I honestly, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with, um, yeah, with things right now. So yeah, I think I would do it again. Getting started. Typically small businesses, if you're, if you have a business that's actually growing and like a good clip and it's working uh, and you're providing value to your customers, usually like that only it starts to snowball after a few years, but like those first couple of years are sort of, I would imagine more of a drag. So I can see, I sort of see our small business as like an investment in our future, mm. um, as well as just a way to sustain us right now. I do see our business getting to the point, uh, that it's it's really doing some cool things and we're able to do really anything we want to <clears throat> anything we want to be doing down the road because we started our business five years ago 10 years ago 15 years ago and you know if we were to start it when we were later in life we would have just had to wait that time again okay so uh, a point of uh, personal privilege mm-hmm. so as your dad and dad-in-law dad-in-law um you guys have done a tremendous thing starting a new business is incredibly difficult um s- startups are 
um, they're, they're great people for people to, have to think about and, and philosophy about and dream about and, and you know, be motivated, but motivation is not execution, and you guys executed. And it's amazing to me. I've seen you work hard. The quality of your work is incredible because um, I use you, so I know. Um, it's really, really, really first class. But I know that you guys have had to be disciplined, and and uh, I've always been impressed with your follow through. Um, and I, you, you, if you say you're going to do something, you you've never not done what you said you were going to do. Boy, and I think that has to build trust with your clients. That's why your business is growing, right? Oh yeah. So I'm super proud of you both. I'm really, really proud of you. Are you gonna, All thanks. You're going to Venmo him for saying that. Yeah. Or? Yeah. Okay. I'll send it to him. Thank you. No. Am I getting t- am I getting paid for yeah, we'll this t- podcast? Wait, wait till I have to wait till we turn oh. off the mics. Yeah, mm. my fees. We didn't even pay him to say that. <laughs> well, you. I think that's as good of a moment as ever to sort of wrap this up. I think you're right. Um, and congratulations on your new podcast series. And um, and thank you for letting me hang out with you guys. Woo. It's been awesome. Yay! Thank you, Dr. Larry Little. Good having you on. Bye, Dad. Mm-hmm.